Who watches The Watchmen? Well, apparently we do. Welcome, everyone. We are almost cancelled, and we are going to talk about Watchmen Season 1, Episode 4. It's called If You Don't Like My Story, Write Your Own. So, full spoilers <laughs> for the episode, as always. And I can't believe it took me till Episode 4 to use that joke. I don't know why it didn't take me, that, take me this long to think, think about it, but... Yeah. Clever. Thank you. I don't like your tone, <laughs> but thank you. So, yes, episode four, and we obviously were very focused last time on on uh, Laurie, and it was all her stuff from her perspective. Uh, this immediately felt back to kind of episode one and two, because we were immediately back to Angela and following her side of things. In fact, mm-hmm. a lot of the earliest stuff in the episode was actually overlapping because we, you know, she's like cleaning the, the the bakery and she's like scrubbing all evidence of of well being there, cutting up the wheelchair, uh, and then we hear, you know, then in fact, then she goes to the the science place, uh, and then she hears the car, and it kind of like, okay, so this is how it syncs back up with the stuff with uh, with Laurie last episode, but that's not what we open with. We open with a random couple who are very happily married seemingly and uh it's almost like overly cheesy where at one point the wife drops some eggs and like one rolls off the off the porch and the guy's like oh you ditzy wife of mine and she's like i know <laughs> and it's just you know it's like a sitcom almost um and they're doing a jigsaw puzzle together it's all very sweet uh lady true shows up lady true is a new character and she arrives uh, late in the evening because uh, the couple are in bed and she comes in she's like, hey, I, I want your land, I want your house because she's building the big structure that we saw briefly uh, before uh, which is down the street and she wants this land because it's kind of close by. She wants to expand or have more privacy or whatever it may be but she wants this land. And she explains to them that you know she knows who they are. She knows that they tried to have a baby a long time ago and they went to a clinic and it couldn't happen and she explains that, hey, I'm going to give you a son. And they're like, you're going to give us a son? Uh, this is this is strange and weird. And they're, they're very emotional here. This woman's kind of invaded their lives and making all sorts of obscene things, you know, obscene gestures and and requests. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, no, I'm not going to give you a son. I, I already did it 35 minutes ago. Uh, well, that's not what she says. That's what made me think of. Because if you recall in Watchmen, towards the end of the story... Uh, when Vates ex- explaining his plan about what he's going to do to New York, they say you're going to kill this many people, and he's like, "No, actually, I did it 35 minutes ago." And it's kind of this like, "Wait, what?" Ooh. And it, you know, ends yeah. that issue with like, "Hey, all these dead bodies." Like, well, actually, I guess the start of the last issue is all the dead bodies. But point being is that's that that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of that is that like, no, I've already done it. I've already got. He's here. Your son's outside. He's waiting to come in. And of course, they end up signing. Um. Visual little bit of uh, stuff here I wanted to mention is that when she's like making them sign a thing, it's over the top of the jigsaw puzzle, which is missing like several pieces still. Um, it's mm-hmm. hard not to take this as like, hey, this this woman's the missing piece of the puzzle. Um, as a visual, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I got that. I'm sure you'll show how smart you are later on. I'm sure when we get to Lube Man, you're going to hit us with some hot take that's going to blow us all away. <laughs> what does Lube Man <Yep>. represent? 
Well, if Laurie's using that uh, big... I'm going to save my until when we get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but hold on to your butts. <laughs> Let's just say Laurie could be using Lube Man if she's using that contraption. Um... <laughs> uh, did you notice the name of the farmers? Oh, I didn't actually. What was the name of the farmers? Clark. Like, instead of Kent Farms, it's like Clark Farms. Ah, oh, I didn't notice that. That's a neat little touch. Yeah, a little bit of Superman parallels there. Because couldn't they not conceive also? Wasn't uh, that a thing? Yeah, I don't really true. know Superman as well as you do. No, yeah, it's true. They couldn't have their own kid. Uh, that's probably why when Clark arrives, when Kal-El arrives in baby form. Right. Um, well, so this this kid's going to be Superman's. What you're saying? This this kid's going to grow up and be. Well, I think there's some obvious parallels, right? Like yeah, not just sure. a couple, a young couple on a farm. I mean, not even that. The scene ends with a meteor landing, right? Like yeah. outside, <laughs> uh, which is not surprising to Lady True. Lady True is like, ah, that's mine. Uh, oh, really? I don't know if she wasn't surprised. I mean, her reaction was, "That's mine because I just bought this place." True, I don't know, but the way she says that's mine, it's as if because they were talking about their kid, like their new baby, and then she says that's mine, it almost made it feel like that was also a baby that was arriving, which again goes into the Superman comparisons. Oh yeah, maybe. Uh, that, that's how I took it. Maybe but... there's a lot of weird babies in this episode. So... Oh, we'll get to the babies. Maybe the different babies. <laughs> I, I've, I've got some theories about the, the show as a whole based on all the baby talk and things in this episode. Uh, so... Yeah. Uh, I, maybe that parallels to why there's so many eggs in the show too. There's a lot of eggs. Like the oh, show yeah. opened with eggs, and that could just be the bakery or whatever. These farmers were selling eggs. Mm-hmm. Been noticing a lot of eggs. Well, this it, is part of birth. I mean, obviously not for humans, but like it's it's definitely makes you think of the birth well, cycle. I mean, ladies have eggs. <laughs> well, sure, way. but yeah, but we we can't crack them open and fry them. Um, not to my knowledge. <laughs> Has anyone tried it though? <laughs> I don't need to know. Please don't answer in the comments. <laughs> Has anyone tried it? Oh dear. Um, so yeah, so that, that's a big opening scene. Where yeah, Lady True's got a daughter as well, who we meet here briefly as well. Uh, we get more of her later. We met her too. before, though. She was in, a, I think, the first or second episode. It was the second episode, yeah. It was the news, the news uh, stand. Right. Uh, she came for all the Which newspapers. Which was also very reminiscent of the comics. Yes, yes. Uh, Did you think maybe the meteor was bite? Yeah, kind of, but I've got oh, see, I've got more theories on this as well, right? So actually, let's talk about Vite. We'll talk, let's, let's talk about Vite just now, right? Because that's kind of separate from everything yeah, anyway. This story's very contained, at least for now. So. Yeah. So I actually said something silly back in the episode two review, which you weren't here for. That was about you were you were uh, absent, and uh, well, no wonder you said something dumb, right? And he, you know, he had a birthday kick again, and I, I, I took it as this weird, like he's doing the same routine every day, and he keeps getting a birthday kick every day. But this episode confirmed to me that that's not what's happening. It's actually no. There's literally been a year passing between each episode for him. Um, his story is not happening in the same sort of timeline as the rest of the show. Right. It's happening. Yeah, I'm starting to think maybe this is a little bit older than the rest of the show. It's set, it's set before the rest of the show. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I'm and I'm thinking if he does escape his prison that he may appear like the that the end of that will coincide with either the middle or the start of the show or or something. 
Yeah, I mean, that, the storylines have to intersect somehow, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, so the stuff that happens with... They just seem so bizarre, like, so... Like, they don't... Even, I mean, I want to say they don't seem like they're in the same world, but there's that's a, probably true. There's some connections <laughs> now, though. There's some connections. And we have things, at least thematically, to tie them together, yeah. and that could plot-wise also tie them together. Um, we see Vite, he's, 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 he's in a lake... And he's fishing for something. He's got like a you know a, a fish cage up, and uh-huh. it's babies. And he like checks like a, a baby, yeah, like a lobster cage, yeah. Babies. <laughs> and he's babies in it, and he checks like a baby's in this one shit, and he throws it back in the water as it's crying, <laughs> and then he throws another Need one back time. in the water. <laughs> <laughs> and although interesting, I don't know if it was in this scene or, or in, the, in the next scene, but. There is a line from him that kind of implies that he's not the one who actually created them. That he's 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 yeah, yeah. he's harvesting he them, says that. but he's not. He he's says, not. I'm your master, but not your creator. Or something. Yeah, um, he's not actually. It sounds like he's annoyed. Like he almost thinks whoever like did this, whether it was Manhattan or someone else, uh, or Lady True, right. who seems to be he able said, to. He says it out of frustration because, like, if I were to do it, then I would have done a better job. Almost. Lady True okay. also apparently just made a baby and gave it to this couple. And I also suspect that her daughter is not actually her daughter, that it's her clone. So, right? <laughs> Stay with me. So, yeah, yeah, could he, be. He gets these babies out of the water. He then takes them uh, to, you know, someplace in the castle. And he's got, I'll call it a, a rudimentary microwave. <laughs> he puts the two babies in the microwave. <laughs> he has a or bit like of cake. That, um... <laughs> That, that theme park ride where it spins you around real fast. Sure, sure. Uh, but, like, you know, he puts him in the microwave, he sits down, he has a bit of cake, puts some music on, and then he turns around, you know, like a minute later, and they're spinning around still, but now they're fully grown adults, you know, and, like, they're, they're both nude, and then he brings them out, he's like, oh, yeah, she can't talk yet, but you'll, you'll be able to understand me, and he's, like, kind of, like, training them throughout the day, he's giving them some clothes, and, uh, you know, so on and so on. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So I laughed at the babies getting thrown back in the water because I'm a dark individual. But uh, I also laughed... And I mean, this is also pretty dark in Italy, but it's not as... I think most people would find the babies darker as a, a subject. But see when he like, comes into the castle with them and he, there's just uh-huh. like dozens of dead versions of these two, like, you know, uh, Crookshanks and Phillips just all around the yeah. room. And he's like, I had a bit of a rough night. I'm like, how angry did you get? <laughs> <laughs> it's just murdering people left and right. Uh, and just what, what sort of? I suspect f- that he needs the bodies because he sort of brought that up in well, previous no, I, episodes. I, I think he that does. He has some kind of use for them. Well, no, I think he does, but I still think he lost his temper and he went on a bit of a killing spree. Yeah, they look like they were brutally murdered. Yeah, it looks like he went around the room just, go, you know, as Jason when Voorhees. Like stabbed in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> this this was not your typical just scientific, okay, I need, I need a body, so I'm going to kill one kind of thing. This was, yeah. you know, like, massacre. And But what I was thinking is, like, do these two new clones feel fear? Like, are they looking at this room filled of, like, dead versions of themselves and going, huh, you know, I'm not. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about what he's going to do to me now. Um, and then he makes them help him put the bodies on a giant catapult and fires them over the limit of wherever this area is. You know, he talks about how it's been four years since he yeah. came here. We see them disappear, but they disappear in a way where it's like they cross some kind of barrier. 
Not yes. like they disappear into the BR, just like, bloop, gone. Yes. Um, and the transition from this scene to the next very much implies that he's on the moon. Uh, because the transition from this, as he's looking through his telescope, uh, transitions to a shot of the moon before it goes down to Angela's house for the next scene. So I'm fairly confident that he's on the moon, and I'm fairly confident he's in a bubble. Kind of like when uh, like Manhattan was on the on Mars in the the comic, he had the, kinda, he made like a bubble for himself kind of thing. It was like a dome. Do you think Manhattan's involved? Because I was thinking that in the last episode, but this is implying very much that it's this other woman. Because he kind of says he's only been there four years. Yeah. Did no, I catch that? I, I think it could be her. I mean, maybe maybe the moon thing's a red herring, like the, the transition with the moon. But I do think it is it's kind of a similar thing to Manhattan's dome, even if it is created by her. She is Vietnamese. I wonder if... <laughs> Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. She's got some sort of dome at Dunham Manhattan and you respond with, she is Vietnamese. Well, I'm, I'm having a thought. Okay. <laughs> what do Vietnamese people because know about I making did, domes? You know, of the comic. Yeah. And there's that one scene in the comic where Manhattan's in Vietnam with a comedian and the comedian shoots a Vietnamese woman who's pregnant. And the comedian said, you didn't try to stop me. You could have and you didn't. I wonder... If maybe she's like somehow linked to that in a way, well, to where Manhattan, like if she uses the blue booth to call Manhattan on Mars, maybe he is working with her, like doing something to help her out. Maybe there's still a little bit of like regret. Um, I never necessarily thought of the idea that she's specifically related to that person that he shot. Later on, well, I mean, it's just a thought that I had like right now so <laughs> it's a bit incomplete but like well there, no, but, there is some connection to manhattan and vietnam oh no no, no and no, that is a moment where he maybe could have some regret well there's, there's more of a connection than that though i mean you, like the, the scene later on where the, the daughter you know wakes up and she's having a nightmare and she talks about being in vietnam and running and screaming and there's like firing oh, because of manhattan yeah because also. of manhattan and and the other heroes that i say heroes with you know quotation marks uh that they, they, they came to vietnam <laughs> And she says that her feet are still sore. And I think that that clearly says to me the motivation for Lady True. Because I don't think she's working with Manhattan. If anything, I think she wants to kill Manhattan. She has technology beyond what, you know, we have. Maybe she's gotten something from Manhattan. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think she wants to kill him. I, I think it's the opposite. I think she wants to end him. Hmm. Because of what yeah. happened in Vietnam, I like I don't know. Like that was what my main jump to. I mean, I could that be wrong. That also kind of goes towards your theory of her being a clone instead of a daughter. And that's why she has like these dream flashbacks. I, I, well, I don't think that's just because she's a clone. That's because of the pills. The <laughs> the pills that the the well had. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm never going to remember what we skipped if, if I keep doing this. The pills, <laughs> the pills that Will had, right? He said they help him remember. And then in this episode, um, a big plot point is that she, you know that Angela has the pills and she goes to Looking Glass to like try and find out what they are. Um, and then later on, after this scene with the with the daughter, where she's having these memories and it sounds like she's remembering what happened in Vietnam, even though she's clearly you know twelve or whatever age she yeah. is, yeah, yeah. and. Then, of course, the big reveal is that Will's there. And we'll get to the other stuff that sort of teased that he was going to be there earlier because that was really good. But, you know, they have this conversation and she says, why don't you just tell Angela who you are and where she comes from and all this stuff? And he's like, nah, 
that that's not going to be enough. She has to experience it for herself. And she, she sort of criticizes that a little bit. She says, oh, is that why you're doing it with your own daughter? So I think these pills are have something to do with re- remembering not only like your own memories, but I think specifically your family tree. And I think the reason why they're using them on the clones is because it's making it's giving the clones the memories of the person they came from so that they'll be fully-fledged copies of them when the time comes. So this is maybe how Will is actually still, like, this spry for 105 or whatever he is. Um, because we see him stand up in this scene. The wheelchair was a, was a, was a ruse. He's, he's, he's up and walking. He's, he's, he's fine. So does that explain... Is he a clone of himself? Sure, yeah. And I it, mean, it, he did the DNA test, so we know he, he is who he says he is, right? Yeah, no, he is who he says Unless he is. he's a clone. Okay. Okay, okay. It's true, we don't know very much about Angela's father or her parents in general. We know there's some kind of accident. But that's that's all we got out of this, I guess. Yes. Oh, it's interesting to use that word because we also hear, because we specifically hear there was an accident with her husband, uh, Cal, in Vietnam. Yeah. We don't know what that is. They just allude to it briefly. Uh, we also know her parents did die when she was young, but we don't know under what circumstances we know it's either super secret or super private yeah also yeah absolutely so yeah there's a lot of mystery stuff going on and i I think all this stuff with the babies and the pills it was making me think about what the overall plan is here and what the the goals goal is because this big structure they're building we hear it referred to as a clock tower and she says nah it's not just a clock tower and then later on when uh, laurie and angela arrive there uh they say oh what is this thing what does it do uh, the daughter just says it tells time and i thought that it tells time tying into my theory about the pills like it, the idea that it tells you know things from the past it tells time you because know, mm. i feel like her i, f- I think that Maybe line, you would be able to have the mind of manhattan the mind of what, what do you mean oh you mean this the way that you can... use time differently okay sure okay what you're saying yeah so, but I do definitely think that her saying it tells time when we already heard it's not just a clock tower clearly says to me there's going to be a double meaning there. There's going to be a double meaning where it literally communicates at least stuff from the past, probably not the future. But there's so much talk. I don't know. Of, I mean, there's so much Lady talk- Time has a lot of money. Maybe she got her money from knowing the future. Did you just call Lady Time? What's her name? <laughs> Lady True. <laughs> Lady True. <laughs> Look, it's her first episode, okay. <laughs> uh, I've got a bet on her here. Um, so Lady True is actually named after a figure, like a, a you know, a, a, a figure from Vietnam's past. So I'm going to read you the Wikipedia oh. entry here, just the top of it. All right, so Lady True was a female warrior in the 3rd century Vietnam who managed to, for a time, to resist the Chinese state of Eastern Wu during its occupation of Vietnam. She is also called the True Thi Trinh, although her actual given name is unknown. She is quoted as saying, I'd like to ride storms, kill sharks in the open sea, dive out the aggressors, reconquer the country, undo the ties of selfdom, and never bend my back to be the concubine of whatever man. She's also been called the Vietnamese Joan of Arc. So... I see. I can not read that and not think that she is very much... And not, not just because she has a statue of him in, in her 
like garden but like uh she very much feels that this shows Veidt right I, I know we have Veidt still <laughs> right in a different kind of role but she does have a statue of him yeah but she does feel like this show is like sort of contemporary version of Veidt um and that she seems to have some big grand plan um whatever that may be maybe the whole idea with this tower is that this it's telling time thing maybe the whole idea because so much of this show has been about this massacre you know from from 100 years ago in tulsa so much about family trees and history and um knowing your your you know your ancestors and the idea that legacy she brought up legacy with the couple exactly yeah and some people like like, having an heir so that you don't your legacy isn't lost forever and then you know judd like his secrets and all that stuff coming up and knowing all these things like i wonder if the whole point of this is that let's say this tower is literally going to tell time and that it will tell people sort of like how their their ancestors fell or give them other memories or something like that and the point being to experience the pain of like all these tragedies to to this is almost like her version of the giant squid it's like i'm going to make everyone actually feel the pain of what 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 everyone's went through to i don't know bring everyone together maybe that's her plan i don't know um i'm trying to think of it in the context of fitting into a watchman type mold and i just i can't help but feel like everything that's been going on with with the the talk of uh, ancestors and family trees and all these tragedies in the past and all these different things like uh, there's a few other there's Plus, obviously why else would she and wheelchair guy be working together exactly although interestingly it doesn't sound like it's a just a super friendly relationship like he you know like she sort of doubts his commitment at one point and then he stands up and says no i'm in like i'm all in kind of thing and right uh, he's like in three days time she'll know what i've done and she'll hate me for it kind of thing so again teasing some mysteries doing some of that damon lindelof mystery box stuff um oh yeah nothing's getting clear <laughs> <laughs> as a thing though i feel i feel like as the show's went on though i've been i've been unru- there's been more theories to kind of like take from all this stuff and more mysteries to kind of sort of tack on to other mysteries and yeah. kind of come in um but it is interesting though that this is the episode four of nine and we're still introducing new characters you know lady true is this big new character who's added so much to the show's conversation because all of a sudden we go okay sure we have this but, i mean we've seen teases of her like we've seen the last episode we saw the tower i don't think we mentioned it in the review mm. i think we forgot but like we saw the tower we're like what is that <laughs> yeah for sure no. I love that. oh she's been hinted at but like just an idea that you know we we, ha- we spent all last episode interest in laurie this episode we interest lady true like mm-hmm. we're still interested in characters like big players in the overall story in, in episode four so um right that's very interesting uh i wonder if that'll continue is there someone else to like really dive into next episode i'm not sure but um well i did watch the next time on but i suspect you don't want me to say anything uh not as of yet we can we could do it at the end and warn people okay so they can leave if they want but but it answers your question <laughs> i'm going to take that as a yes then <laughs> <laughs> Because how could it be a no? How could it possibly? How... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the trailer is implying that yes. Yes, there's a character of some sort that we'll be introduced to heavily. Okay. So we do have that tangible connection, though, of dealing with clones. Uh, so assuming I'm right about Truzdar, um, 
and that's you know in Vate's story because Vate has clones, Vate has babies growing, and then we also have the the the, the connection of the act, the literal baby that she seemed to create. I mean, they implied they had their DNA, sure, but like, like how did it make this she DNA? She said the eggs were not viable, so how else are they going to make a baby? Yeah. And she says it's biologically yours, like it, it biologically comes from you two, which you know, cloning. She took her DNA, mixed it in a pot, and... Which we didn't really mention, but this whole scene was pretty cruel, right? Oh, the, the opening? Scene in the beginning. Uh, yeah, she's like, "You, I want to buy your house. You have three minutes to decide. By the way, I don't want to buy it with money. I want to buy it with legacy. And then she says, I'm going to give you a baby. And to which they're like, no, thank you. Except she already made a baby and then made them hold it and then said, okay, so if you don't then the baby goes somewhere else but it is technically your baby so pretty cruel i thought <laughs> oh yes yeah it definitely has a cruel cool... also worth mentioning she also gives them five million dollars so it's not like they don't get nothing <laughs> sure but they don't even have time to think oh sure and if if there wasn't a baby there it seems as though they were saying get the hell out of my house it was a little it was all it was a little white rose from mr robot actually it was it was like she values her time so much that she's like no yeah i I know you don't watch it i'm just for the the people who do they'll they'll get my reference um so you're having a conversation with me it's all for for the audience you're allowed to reference things sometimes that i won't get like what I i don't know um <laughs> exactly <laughs> come on miss crookshanks every time it says miss crookshanks i love it i love it the name's so silly but it just it works it works coming out of jeremy iron's mouth it just does because he has the greatest voice maybe of all time <laughs> simon says i know right yeah hey, it's the first time i ever saw jeremy irons and it was there with a vengeance all right you'll always be uh, probably lion king for me He'll always be Simon. Or he'll I always... think I only watched Die Hard with a Vengeance because it had Scar in it. He'll always be uh, Hans Gruber's bro to me. Always. Spoiler. <laughs> That's an act one spoiler. I'm not going to feel too bad about that. I know. We already went through this. <laughs> uh, plus, plus, you know, it's like 22, 24 years. My God. Die Hard with a Vengeance is 24 years old. Jeez. I don't know. I, I, remember, I don't keep track of this. I remember writing it from. Uh, the video store when it came out like when it came out in video like renting it because I wanted to see it Peter focus yes <laughs> focus <laughs> it's all relevant we're talking about Jeremy Irons oh 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 I just thought of something oh <laughs> when when she's showing off the statue of Vite uh, true to Angela and that he's old yeah they ask they, they, they ask about it to say why, why does he look so old and she says, well, in Vietnamese culture, we uh, review our old. What if Vite himself is a clone? Maybe, yeah. And, and intentionally is meant to be old. What, what if the real Vite actually died, like, a long time ago, but the clone has been made to be old? Because there is an element to him as well where he's he's realized, because he even says that, oh, when I first started here, it was, a, it was a, you know, I thought it was a paradise, but now it's a prison, you know, over time of... I've become aware that this is a nothing but a prison in a cage. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably grasping the straws there. I, I, well, I, maybe if he's a clone, then we see that the clones 
that he creates are are born without any knowledge. Yeah, but the pills. And they have to learn. Like he has to tell them everything. But, but then the pills. But this Vite knows everything already. The pills. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the pills that make you remember things. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I I'm just I'm just I'm just spitballing ideas here. Um it was just because it was because of the way they had that dialogue. It was the specific well, why is he old? Because we review our old, so we 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 you know, if I'm gonna make a vite, it'll be an old version of Vite. It was very specific wording uh, that she was using. I thought that was just a cover up because they have fight. We could probably sit we could probably sit here and talk about what theories you know, with this stuff all day. But I think the clear the clear themes that we're working with here is the family trees remembering what's happened to everyone in that family tree and the creation of babies uh, and clones and a bit of both or a mixture of the two you, like these are there are clear things that are happening here um, and it also brings back right. into the idea of playing God right because that's also a big thing of, of, about Watchmen is the idea of Manhattan being God and, and just doing whatever he wants yeah. right right so yeah, it's interesting because there's a lot of superheroes that have a god complex, but like Manhattan is the only one that really is god. <laughs> mm. So, do you think the clones are him? Did we talk about that? Um, I know I'm going back to theories. No, no, we like... talked. We talked about how they might be based on like him before he became Manhattan, and uh, what's her face? Did Manhattan talk about like? exploring this whole being a god thing and maybe creating his own civilization or his own race of people yeah yeah he said something like that at the end he would do it in his image most likely like the god that americans for the most part worship no he said something like that at the end of the book yeah yeah he said he said he'd go to different galaxies or something like that or different uh you know oh yeah okay universities that's just quite a lot of stuff though because we could sit here and sort of aimlessly <laughs> like fire through that stuff constantly but yeah so angela cleans up her place and gets another phone call from the uh from the, the place the heritage place and goes there she's kind of like makes a fake break-in report <laughs> so she can break in herself and yeah go see her family tree and finds out who her great grandparents are. Finds out who her, you know talks about well being a grandparent. And the only photo of him is like of a kid, and he was presumed dead during the the massacre. But uh, clearly, he just got away. And she's like, "Okay, I know this now. I hope he stays away from me." Kind of thing. Like I'm done. Um, <laughs> well, we don't know who Angela's father is in the family tree either. His no picture is just a one of those question marks over a human shadow which is probably very intentional but there's clearly a mystery here to who our parents are and there's clearly like you know we've got who our grandfather is but it feels as murkier than that but we hear it it sounds like he betrayed the family in some way at the end that's what he's talking about oh when she finds out what i did she'll hate me for it so there's clearly something here as to to how the family's broken down and it seems like angela had zero interest previously in figuring out who her family was Mm. I mean, she's been pretty, like, surprised by all of this information and going to the the ancestry family tree thing to look it up. She was seemed to be really into who her parents were also because she doesn't really know. And her um, 
when she's like holding the letter that the take care of this boy one and she's like going to burn it and then holds on to it and then kind of like accidentally <laughs> burns it. <laughs> it's just suggesting like she hasn't really given this much thought or cares very much about it because she's kind of careless with her, you know, legacy in, in her hands. Yeah, it's also the idea that if she doesn't want to know, but the, the enti- all these other characters are all obsessed with it and they all want her to know and they want like everyone to know their legacy uh, yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes the whole show a bit about being empathetic. Em- empathetic. Empath- Not empathic. That's Deanna Troy. Yes. Em- empathetic. Yeah, empathetic. I was right. I don't know why I'm doing it myself. Um, I, I blame I blame Firefly. I blame you, Cat. You're just staring at me. Um, and it's making me uneasy. So... <laughs> It kind of, because of the theme of the show that again she doesn't really want to know her legacy. So again, legacy is a big part of this show now. Like that, this episode's really mm-hmm. blown that into perspective and kind of made it a big part of it. Not, not like that, but like even other scenes in the episode thematically tie into it. You know, when when Laurie and Angela kind of team up because she's she's got this lead and she wants to go and find out where maybe their car dropped from because obviously they're kind of both aware of what's going on now. Um. Uh, once the car falls out of the sky, obviously Angela's not told her everything, and she's like making sure Laurie doesn't find out certain details. But Laurie's like, no, nope, no, nope. um, this guy's one hundred and five years old, and how do hundred year old people get around wheelchairs? Like she's got this <laughs> attitude to her uh, the whole time, and they go to you know this this uh, the clock tower, right? They go there, and we see like they've they've got like what six or eight they said of these like flying. Uh, vehicles that they seem to be using to build the top of the tower like they're, they're going up and like constructing parts yeah. of the tower um but it's like hey who can fly these things like who, who had access the other night uh let's let's look at this and see who who might have used this uh, and at least at this thing where they're talking to uh lady true and lady true says something in vietnamese vietnamese to to angela and it's basically says, hey, did you find his pills? Like, she immediately just drops the facade in Vietnamese. She, she says, uh, did you find the pills? And, you know, Angela says, oh, you can tell the old man, to, you know, if he's got something to ask me, he can do so himself, kind of thing. So, yeah, this thing made me laugh, actually. Because they're trying to play the Vietnamese off as, like, some, I don't know, some ancient proverb <laughs> that mm. they always say to mourn death or whatever. But this isn't the funniest scene in the episode, though, not by any means, because we have a lube man to talk about, because Angela, when she's disposing of the wheelchair parts, she throws it into, like, a garbage truck that's, you know, going under a bridge, and she fl- throws it over. She turns around, and there's someone watching her. It's a man dressed in all silver. It's a silver spandex bodysuit. He's got goggles on. <laughs> he's got his, his face painted silver or whatever. I, I remember the, I'd have to look at him again in a screenshot to really, like, describe it perfectly, but it's, he's all in silver. He moves really quick, so yeah, you don't really get that good of a look at him. Really. Yeah, he's he's kind of gimpy ass. Although you looking. you could probably freeze frame it. Yeah, see, but uh, I didn't. I did see people on on the interwebs talking about how it looks a little bit like uh, uh, Laurie's partner assistant, or you know, uh, I think his name is Petey. Um, similar really? build. <laughs> yeah, he's got a similar build to him apparently. Although I was thinking more if it's one of the clones from uh, Vates part like because again he's kind of a slim dude because it's a very slim guy uh, whoever it is maybe we don't just think this is another vigilante like the batman guy we got 
I don't know because this this is just like it's very specific because he's watching her and we don't see any more of him but, but we do get this total what the f moment when he runs away from Angela's chasing him and he's like he sprays like liquid on him and I thought he was going to set himself on fire I genuinely thought he was about to set himself on oh, fire really? yeah because uh, I thought it was like you know spraying like alcohol or you know oil or whatever and instead it well, was well that would have proved he was a clown it was, it was <laughs> yeah true but instead it was like baby oil or something like that because he, he sprays this all over him and then he dives and slays into the the, the drain uh, which, yeah the storm drain the storm drain <laughs> and this might be the most delightfully silly thing I've seen in the show and it looks really slick I love Angela's reaction too just like what the F yeah <laughs> exactly what I was thinking it's perfect it's what a perfect reaction that? Um, and notice how in the previously on they, they managed to get her ooh you know thing from last week they, they made a point of putting that in there yeah, yeah. that was good uh, so yeah so they end up teaming up for a little bit her and uh, her and uh, Laurie uh, to no avail of course um, but there is that again going back to legacy we have Petey explaining Laurie's legacy because Laurie seems to know a lot about Angela you know, went, went and talked to her husband and, and so on and so on and she's like, well, what about your legacy? And it's like, well, her parents were this and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it's like, you were in the minute, like she was in the Minutemen? What? Like on TV? He's like, no, that show is garbage. There's so many inaccuracies. <laughs> <laughs> what a nerd. Give me a chuckle. Uh, but no, all this stuff was, uh, again, tying it to the theme of the episode. I mean, Ludman, maybe not as much, but I'm sure I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by who Ludman is. <laughs> me too. More, more Ludman, please. More Ludman. Hopefully we'll get a, a episode around him soon. I, I, I want more Libman, and I also want to see what other everyday nooks and crannies can he slide through. Yeah, he's like Jackie Chan. <laughs> like I'm saying, you know, if you didn't see, if, if for some reason you're listening to these reviews and you just want to hear about what happened and you've not actually watched it yourself, no, he jumps and just slides feet first into a storm drain and just slides yeah. in one motion. It's so, it's, it's beautiful. It's majestic. That's <laughs> what it is. It's majestic. Majestic. Exactly. It's, it's, it's something else. Uh, so, yeah. So, Angela goes home after everything and uh, and uh, talks to her husband. Um, and that's what we hear about the accident that he happened to have in Vietnam. We don't know what it is, but uh, mention it's there. Um, we know he doesn't like to lie. He brings it up too because he had to lie to Laurie. Uh, because obviously he couldn't say, oh, hey, yeah, we got this weird phone call and she she gave me a gun and she had to go out and blah, blah, blah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so all that stuff uh, is there. But um, I like the way he talks about death to the kids, like even though they're super young. Oh, that was a great and scene. Both had, and had their parents murdered. <laughs> but I, I, He's still just like, no, honey, there is no heaven. Yes. <laughs> but it's okay because we just go back to what it was like before we were born. But that's the thing, you joke and about they're that. they're okay with it because waffles. But that's the thing, you joke about that scene, and it is, it is played for funny, don't get me wrong, it is a funny scene, but again, the thematics tie in with the rest of the things we're doing in this episode. He's talking about um, there is nothing before you're born and nothing after you die, but we're, we're dealing with plots where people are being cloned and people are coming back and people are living a long time. We're really, like all the other- We think, anyway. All, all the other plots in the show, even if we don't understand them yet, they all seem to be challenging this very notion that it's this simple. That there's other ways sure. around it. There's other things we can do with it. Um, so, 
I actually think it's just interesting to see an atheist family have the talk like I did when I was a young child. Oh, sure. (laughs) I, I know that I am very intrigued and excited about what's next because I make a lot of connections to the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if people who haven't read it, I wonder if they're still watching this show. I can't imagine they can follow it. I feel like there's so many... Because it's pretty weird. I do want to point out an scene as well where Angela goes to uh, Looking Glass uh, to get him to uh, look into the pills, but also keep a hold of the uh, the clan outfit that she got from, from Judge Place. Um, and he, he's even got a great line here because she's like, uh, did you know he was racist? And he's like, he's a white man living in Oklahoma. Um, so... Yeah, and so is he, so like... <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose he's kind of implying it too. I mean, he says that before he sees the outfit though, so I I think he was just like... like yeah, I don't think he was expecting a clan. Yeah, he wasn't expecting that extent. Police. Yeah. Right. So... Again, it's something we have to dive into. The chief of police who, according to his wife, loved Angela. Yeah, I mean, he also, he even, again, going back to legacy, he talks about how his grandfather was a lawman back in the day, and maybe this is a keepsake. Again, legacy. Like, well, I'm not saying that's true. I'm, I think there's more to it than just that. But again, it ties into the theme. Like, everything in this episode, I actually like it more as an episode the more I talk about it, because everything does actually kind of very nicely tie in. He also uh, talks sure. about the uh, the squid uh, coming from another dimension, and how they're, they're always... Yeah, he's o- a prepper, huh? Yeah. They're, they're only here for 30 seconds until they die, and their entire 30 seconds is spent dying, presumably because the atmosphere is just, you know, completely different. <laughs> okay, so... The Rorschach journals are out. Mm-hmm. So people don't... Be, but those weren't written before they... The Minutemen... Not Minutemen. Yeah, the Minutemen go to... No, no. The were they Watchmen. still called the Minutemen? Oh, I, th- I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, they were the Watchmen. Yeah. Before the Watchmen went to Vite, that's where it ended. Just where we know Vite's involved somehow. So I guess people wouldn't know that the psychic squid was Vite in this world, right? Because you would think that the Looking Glass would know. But he's is he's like super concerned about the the like, um, squid, like the next big one that's going to come. I have to go back and read the last chapter to get and remember exactly what Rorschach knew before he went in that you know before he went on that mission and what he what he only found out when he was there because the well because, nobody knew about the squid until after it happened. Well, yeah, but the whole the whole point of the journal though is it proved that everything was fake. It proved that this 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 plan was a plan and it ruined because because right. whole plan was that this would bring everyone together but the rorschach journal stopped that because it said no hey this has all been orchestrated so yeah you're right i yeah. don't think i knew about the squid i'd have to go back and read the book again to, to tell you exactly how much information he had at the time so yeah like the world knows that vite's plan was bullshit but i don't know well if... the people who believe they're rorschach journals anyway sure yeah um, which we know is a controversial topic, but yeah, he he seems to be completely under the impression that these squids are really coming from all dimensions and that there's something happening. Mm-hmm. But and if they're, they're not, then where are they coming from? Where where, where are these squids coming from still? I don't know. 
I want everyone to at home to know how difficult this recording has been. Let's just say cats, mainly on Tara's end, although I had one incident on my end as well, um, have made this recording very difficult and it will be in like five or six pieces edited together. So hopefully it flows quite well. If it doesn't, I apologize. Blame the cats. But we've done our best. Um, So... As always, let us know what you think of the episode in the comments, like and subscribe, ding the bell on YouTube to make sure you get notifications, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts because that helps us out a lot, it spreads us out to more people, more people find us. Um, Tara, how can people support us financially? Well, if you like what we do and you want to support us, you can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. We have a ton of bonus content on there uh, for just a dollar. Plus you get uh, bonus episodes of other shows we do. Peter and I also host a science fiction movie podcast called The Ace, The Atomic Cinema Experiment, and you get bonus episodes of those for movies that are maybe you love but are a little unknown, like The Trancers Saga, we started that, or Time Cop, one of the greatest movies of all time. I think people know Time Cop. So I, check it out. I also, Tower's selling that a little bit short. I think you, you missed out one part of that, that, that pitch there for The Ace, The Atomic Cinema Experiment. What? Uh, you forgot to mention it's the best podcast ever made. So, like, I, I feel like oh. a really weird omission to me. Well, that goes without saying. I mean, if we if we can say that fact with the utmost certainty, and we can, uh, it feels weird not to put that in the uh, the the advert. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we didn't call it the best podcast ever made. <laughs> You can also enjoy the second best podcast ever made, Screams After Midnight. It's a horror movie podcast that I do with Tim. Uh, but go check out all this other stuff. Um, check out uh, me and Connor have been reviewing Mr. Robot, and we also just started reviewing The Mandalorian. So uh, these are all the big shows that we're doing right now, so feel free to go and uh, check them out. Um, so that is us. Thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?